Hello and welcome to yet another Formula One 2022 preview. It's another news roundup on AJ on the line. And we are going to discuss many things, including half the grid releasing their cars and their actual cars. Uh, we will talk about the news coming out of the F1's governing body. Lewis Hamilton returning to Formula One and actually doing an interview and much more. But here's the great thing. We are joined by not just me, Adam Williams. We are joined, dear listener, by Joe and we're joined by Jimmy, our favourite F1 friends and analysts. How are you both doing this week? It's a bit windy, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I've just been watching Plainsland for about half an hour. There's a stream on, on YouTube, it's just filming Heathrow. I've <laughs> just been watching that all day, so, yeah. And it makes you wonder how Mercedes were driving an F1 car in Silverstone today. Yeah, I know, it must be all over the shop. Well, uh, we don't know yet. I know George Russell started. I saw him leaving the garage. I saw that. I've video. seen one clip of him out on track. It was very wet, but didn't didn't seem to be blown okay, off so, course too much. So he much. did make it to the track. We know that. Yeah. Is <laughs> whether he made it back. We don't know. Uh, but anyway, we will get into that in a bit. But first, we are going to discuss McLaren because that's where we left you last week McLaren were about to do their launch and we'll go to our resident McLaren expert Jimmy how was it it was good yeah I'm not sure it seems a bit weird that they released all their cars at once you would have thought they'd want to put the F1 team on a pedestal because it's like the, the premier outfit but yeah it was good um, I like the idea that they're incorporating more golf colours into the livery. I think it looks very smart. Um, and yeah, good good reveal. The black and orange, it, it harks back to those Fernando Alonso and Honda days, which are obviously memories that McLaren enjoyed. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got to say, though, I've got to say that people were criticising the black touches to the the car and i i quite like it it looks good well i saw one that t took the blue off and made it black and i thought that looked better so there we go yeah you're probably right uh but <laughs> but this is all we can really judge as f1 fans because we're not aerodynamicists um however there have there have been some aerodynamicists that have talked about the cars Ferrari, they released their car on Thursday the 17th, and their car was quite a bit different to McLaren and most of the other cars with their big side pods and then a bit of a dip in the middle. I, I don't know what they're looking to do there, but can you see them doing really well and, and being set apart as the team to beat uh, with such a radical design, or have they tried too hard to catch up uh, to where they should be at the front? What 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 is your gut saying to you at this point, Joe? I think most of the the noise around the sort of F one paddock that is that Ferrari are going to be fast this year. What that's based on, I'm not exactly sure, um, but I think I mean they've certainly tried something different, and it could turn out to be genius. I mean, those the the last time we saw side pods like that was like the 2019 McLaren. 2019, what am I on about? The 2011 McLaren. Um, had those massive cutouts in the side pods, and yeah, that was that was a pretty quick car. Not quite the Red Bull of that year, but there we go. 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see some of the teams. I mean, I just watched a video on the Mercedes front wing, which seems quite different to a lot of the cars, and it's got a big cutout close to the nose. Um, so certainly I think the top teams are trying some innovative things, and it's good to see some different interpreta- interpretations of the rules. Whether that will lead to the teams being close or not, I don't know. Time will tell. Um, I I imagine that, that people feel as though Ferrari are the team to beat because, or might be the team to beat, because they should be at the front of mm-hmm. Formula 1. That's how a lot of people feel. And because they finished in seventh in the constructors championship in 2020 they've got a lot more time in the wind tunnel now compared to their rivals uh with the new system that tries to level things out and and give uh the the lower teams a better opportunity to catch up so do you think that they will have utilized that time effectively jimmy or do you think that Mercedes and Red Bull, despite fighting on the 2021 front, they've also nailed it for this season? Um, it's difficult to say, obviously, because we don't know. Um, but what I would say is they're very uh, strong outfits, both of them are. So I think for them to, for us to think that they've both overlooked the 2022 car because of the 2021 season being so close, I think that would be a bit, bit over-egging the pudding, should we say. Um, because I think they're both quality outfits and, and they're, they're both going to be strong this season. Um, but it's just interesting to see. I know we haven't seen the Red Bull yet, uh, so we don't know what they've got planned. They must have something up the sleeve. Or... There was there was one very, very low-definition video from uh, from Silverstone of the, of the real Red Bull that I saw yesterday. Um, you really couldn't see much, but um, it does look like they've got quite... Uh, an innovative side pod as well, I think. So, we'll see. Similar to Ferrari or, or the tight package Mercedes? I think the Mercedes, I think more similar to the Mercedes style. Um, so, yeah. The main area that people seem to be looking at is obviously the front wing. There's quite a big difference between the, the height of the front wing uh, from, say, McLaren, which is very low, uh, to the Aston, which is quite high. So there's obviously different philosophies there. And it's quite interesting also that, you know, we could get to Barcelona and someone could see a, a brilliant wing that the Red Bull's got or the Mercedes got and try to copy it. But it just depends on how well it fits within that package. If you change the front wing, it alters the other different parts of the car. And to get uh, the aero working harmoniously, I think, it takes quite a bit of uh, bit of doing, so I don't think there'll be too much. Obviously, development will be quite quick, but I don't think uh, the teams will be changing their philosophies very much. Elsewhere, we saw Alpha Tauri. I nearly said Toro Rosso. Then Alpha Tauri and Williams release their cars. Do you think that the Alpha Tauri is a good barometer of of what the red bull might look like given that they share a lot of the same parts you know yeah i mean you, i mean look you'd expect red bull to uh to sort of have a few more innovations and that kind of thing and obviously their their increased budget might let them go for a better design but we'll, it's far too early to tell really so in terms of this last week what has been your highlight in the formula one world jimmy I have to say the Mercedes going back to the silver 
uh, paint job, I think it looks awesome. And also having the stars back on the engine cover, I think that looks awesome as well, um, instead of the AMG. And it looks such a cool car now, the uh, Mercedes. I, I agree, it does yeah. look good. Uh, it's interesting that the drivers appear to be wearing the black um, race suit still. So they've still got that, that theme going on there, which is nice to see. Um, did I, I can't remember. Did they still have a red star for Nikki? On the I think car? they must do somewhere. I don't know, though. I'd be surprised if yeah. they didn't. Mm. Mind you, Williams have stopped with their Senna tribute, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're not running that on the front wing anymore. There you go. Well, I, I, I don't know if even keep fighting michael is still on the mercedes things change unfortunately um they they can't have every single tribute all the time um but nikki is such a big part of that team so i do hope it's on that car somewhere uh joe your highlight of the week so well so far i think probably the ferrari launch to be honest i mean it was <laughs> i see a little smile on your face there but i think it's i think it's the best looking car so far and it's exciting to see a Ferrari that... I'm not going to say that. I was going to say it's exciting to see a Ferrari we can get excited about, but that's rubbish. Um. <laughs> it does look a bit like McDonald's uh, staff uniform, though. the Ferrari kit. <laughs> I was going to come on to that. Yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah. But the car, look, the car looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. There we go. Just need uh, Charles to say, um, do you want fries with that? <laughs> And then it would be perfect, wouldn't it? We should try and, yeah. Obviously, we won't get it sorted. I can try and get him to say it, but it would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe, I know you would have liked the Ferrari launch more than the Mercedes launch in terms of timing as well, because the Ferrari oh, God, was at yeah, one, well, what whereas Mercedes doing? was at nine. Well, they were trying to get it in before the storm, weren't they, Mercedes? What were Mercedes doing? It's ridiculous, that. Nine o'clock. That's too I, early for anyone. I love uh, how how stylish Ferrari are. They've all got their their suits, their black suits with the Ferrari emblem on, and oh, it look it looks good, doesn't it? Uh, and then I do, I found it interesting how uh, Bonotto, the team boss, he was speaking in Italian, which some of us understand bits of, Jimmy. And, I do. I just know um, one word that he taught. Me. And then I just know one sorry? word that he taught me. Which uh, one? You know the one. You... Well, grazie. No, no, the other one. No, in in Italian. Yeah, that your friend told me. Do you remember? I can't remember. You that. don't remember? <laughs> oh, well, never mind. No, I didn't. Te- I didn't teach you anything, naughty. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> there is an elephant in the room, and that is <laughs> Joe's looking around for that elephant, and that is the big changes that have happened. Well, if you think they are big, uh, within the FIA, F1's governing body um, on Thursday, uh, which they quite sneakily announced, well, the Ferrari launch was on. It's almost as though they wanted to keep it quiet. Um, So, what are the major changes? Joe, do you want to run us through? Uh, Right, so we've got... um, So, Michael Massey's gone, obviously. Um, and it's been replaced by uh, two new people, both of whom, incidentally, have recently been involved in controversial finales to championships. Yes, in the DTM and the World Endurance Championship. Yeah, so we've we've just 
doubled the problem there, I think. <laughs> yeah. However, there's also been a new, a third person added to that team, hasn't there? Yeah. He's called Herbie. Herbie Blash. And Herbie Blash, for those of you that don't know, he was Charlie Whiting's right-hand man. Charlie Whiting was the race director who preceded Michael Massey, uh, but unfortunately died on the eve of the Australian Grand Prix in 2019. Those two together, they were incredible they were like Anton Deck like not in terms of the comedic factor because I don't think Anton Deck are funny but they went <laughs> together really well and they knew how to put on he, he probably probably hasn't been done for drink driving as well who's been done for drink driving partner do you remember he crashed his car on the uh, he did absolutely and, yeah. blind drunk Let's, let's not go down the rabbit hole of Anton Deck, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> although you did mention something about the, their show on Saturday. Anyway, um, where was I? They went together really well. Like Anton Deck, not like Tom and Jerry because they were always fighting, but like a good iconic duo where Charlie, he would call the shots and Herbie he'd be on the phone to all the team say look Charlie's busy he'll get back to you don't worry Charlie uh Christian Horner's having a whinge here uh shall we ignore him yeah <laughs> let's carry on and then like like they they knew how to put on a good motor race they were clear they were open and they they, they would admit when they were wrong which wasn't the case with Michael Massey we said it last week we'll say it again Michael Massey it wasn't just his fault what was going on. Um, it was in terms of him making up the rules and then not in owning up to it. But he was under such pressure uh, in terms of the time he'd spent on the road, but also pressure to make a sport into an entertainment show. And he just crossed over the line a little bit too much. Other changes that the FIA made, Jimmy, included what? Oh, unfortunately, they're not going to broadcast the um, team radio to FIA, uh, which is a bit of a shame because it opens up some form of transparency. Um, but yeah, probably not the best because media speculate about things and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I see why they've done it, but also it is a bit frustrating. Indeed. Um, another thing in, in that kind of area is that only... Uh, race managers is it race managers team managers i think they're called aren't they team managers yeah only team managers are able to communicate with the fia which means that you won't get uh toto wolf and christian horner and others bleating on the phone saying uh no we don't want a safety car come on we we, we only need one more lap etc 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 another big change that was announced by um mohammed bin Salin. I'll say MBS. Oh, yeah. Another big change by MBS, the, the new president of the FIA. Um, Sounds like a DIY story. <laughs> Alex Kalanorkas got away with it on Autosport, so I'm, I'm going to do it on AJ on the line. Another thing that MBS mentioned in his big changes that he's going to be making to Formula One might uh, make Joe sit up a little bit because he... Has he has said as well as bringing in two race directors that presided over controversial moments in the last few months, he's also going to 
fix a controversy with something that he likened to VAR in football. Now, how do you feel about that, Joe? And weren't they using something like VAR before? What were they using before? Yeah, and I, think, I find it a bit confusing because surely before, when there was an incident, they, they, they watched it back and then handed out the penalties accordingly, which is what VAR is. So as far as I'm concerned, all they've done is just move it a little bit. But yeah, um, I, I mean, I think the main problem, I mean... I currently don't like VAR in football, but I could like it. The problem is the the rule book, and I think F1's got that same problem in that you see a crash and the rule book sort of leaves things open to interpretation. And unfortunately, they interpret it differently at different races, and that's the frustrating thing. And every thing. incident is different. Exactly. So I'd feel much better about things if, if the... FIA had come out and said, look, we've looked at the rule book and really tried to tighten it up, but they haven't done that. They've just created a room to watch incidents in. So, I don't know. It's state-of-the-art, though. It is state-of-the-art, so you've got to give them that one. Um, it's basically working from home, isn't it? That's what essentially it is, because it's going to be in Paris. So, instead of being at the race, it's going to be... It just seems a bit bizarre. But, yeah... Uh, I, have you seen those those memes on the internet of of a load of cars just parked up waiting for VAR to make the decision? <laughs> like players stand around on the pitch for VAR. It was it was quite amusing. If you haven't seen that, go on Twitter. There's some toxic stuff on there, but there's also some brilliant things as well. Um, you can follow me at AJ underscore on the underscore line shameless plug of course we we kind of discuss it but um overall are we saying that the fia are doing enough or are we saying they aren't or are we saying we need to wait and see because there are fans out there that are disillusioned by our sport even though um we can point to the numbers more people watch the abu dhabi grand prix than the super bowl that also indicates that a lot of people watch what could be described as a little bit of a mess from uh, Formula One and, and they might not come back. So is it the right thing that the FIA have done? Uh, I, as I said earlier, I think I'm, they, they still need to look at the rule book. They need to make it clear what acceptable racing is, what the procedures are in certain situations and just leaving everything just less open to interpretation. And I'm, I'm annoyed that they haven't done that yet, but I don't know. Do you feel for Max Verstappen, who now will have people saying that there's an asterisk next to his name, as it's been admitted there was a mistake by the FIA? Or do you think he simply won't care? I don't think he'll care that much, to be honest. I mean, people were saying that stuff anyway, and anyone that really knows what they're talking about knows that Max was a very worthy world champion. And, and there were mistakes at other races that went against him. You know, yeah. I mean, you could also argue that there were several penalties that went his way that should have been harsher as well. Thinking back to uh, Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I think the officiating was a mess, and you can argue that it evens out over the season. Um, you know, obviously, you don't want to argue stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't think he'll be too bothered by it. As, yeah. No, exactly. I, I agree with you there. 
Uh, Jimmy, anything more to say on the FA before we move on? Yeah, they're still marking their own homework. That's what I'd say. Um, I think all these things are very good, uh, but they've all taken place in-house. Um, and, you know, it's good that they've tried to address these matters, but maybe they should have got an independent adjudicator in. And to maybe they could get Sue Gray in. That's what, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's what the they need, yeah. But I, I do think that it's just a shame that it's come to this, to be honest, isn't it? I mean, I know Max is a deserved winner and everything like that, but if I was Lewis, I'd still feel bitter about it, I have to say. Uh, but anyway, what's done is done, and we can only look forward, can't we? We can, and that's similar to what Toto Wolf said in the Mercedes car launch today. Of course, the launch also meant that Lewis Hamilton spoke in his first interview since the end of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um, some interesting quotes coming out of there, including, I never said I was leaving. And what what was the one that he said in, in the later press conference if he thought that if you thought that the end of last year was good wait till you see this season those are mm-hmm. ominous words what do you reckon he's planning well it's not going to look great if mercedes is like the sixth fastest car um <laughs> it isn't it's, it's a little bit like when he said there's there's a marathon not a sprint and then sails off into the first corner at back here yeah <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. These they I mean yeah, I never like quotes from people. Um like You like never that. like quotes from people. What a quote right there yeah. from Joe. Well yeah, when people talk it annoys me. Um, <laughs> my favourite quote was him saying that uh he, he never watched the race back. He hasn't even considered watching it back. And I, I relate to that very much. I still haven't watched uh Wolves semi final against Watford in twenty nineteen back. Um I mean, apparently there was a very controversial penalty in that game. I don't know. I still haven't watched it back. So, yeah, I, I know how, I know how Lewis feels there. I can relate to him on a personal level. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we very much went through the same thing, me and Lewis. But yeah, and you're both high performance athletes, aren't you? Indeed, yeah. Of course, oh, I have yeah. a packet of Jaffa cakes around here somewhere where they've gone. He's talking about me, Jimmy, obviously. But Jimmy is also a high-performance athlete. Yeah. Just not yesterday because he didn't fancy no, it. Not- <laughs> Indeed, yeah. The one, th- the one thing I would say, and I know I'm biased, uh, a lot of people think I'm impartial, but I'm actually biased towards a certain team. Um, Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. It would make me laugh a lot if Red Bull were like fifth or sixth. I would be very, yeah, I'd be very amused if that happened. I know all the Red Bull teams out there. But how would how would you feel if Mercedes were sixth or seventh at the same time? Broken, absolutely <laughs> broken. I couldn't watch Formula One again. Obviously, I would. No. But. I, I, I think it, I think it'd be bad. I mean, look, I know, I know, none of us are Max Verstappen's biggest fans, but you need him up at the front yeah, because exactly. he is, he, like he is one of the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we all want a Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc. Uh, Russell Alonso battle. That that's what we want. Vettel. Oh yeah, and Seb. Just oh, and a bit of Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris to get in there too. <laughs> we want a big the whole fight. grid. We want the whole grid. Yeah, we want twenty drivers going for it. But part of the compelling bit of last year was the fact that it was a head-to-head fight. They were it, so well, yeah, dominant. And oh. 
dominant. I've got I've got a question for both of you. Do you think that? Go on. The- oh, oh, he's trying his hand out. Of host. <laughs> he's taken over your podcast, Adam. <laughs> this is him. He's this is his. He's, it's about to become the the Jimmy on the line. Not at all. Podcast. Not at all. It's yeah, JA on terrible. the line. <laughs> <laughs> do you th- do you think that Aston Martin have got so have got such a different car to the rest of them so far that they could be champions next season? I think Ferrari have the biggest difference in terms of car, and we've not seen Red Bull yet. No, um, I think Aston Aston Martin's massive side mm. pods that go all the way down to the back. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, because it's very bold. It's it's either going to be brilliant or or rubbish, mm. and it's interesting that Aston Martin and Mercedes are technical partners, yet their cars couldn't be more different in that respect. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Williams looks good. Yeah, but they've they've got a really bulky front wing, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which probably passed the the crash test with flying colours. Joe, do you have a question for me and Jimmy? Uh, what's your favourite flavour of ice cream? Mint choc chip. Right, so. I remember 2011 Canadian Grand Prix, all right? We all remember that biblical race. Is this to do with ice cream? Let me get to it. Let me get to it. It was the Canadian Grand Prix, and my dad had just bought an ice cream maker where you put the custard in and you decide the flavour yourself. You make it yourself. Homemade stuff is always good. Now, because it was Canadian, I suggested that we have maple syrup ice cream because of the maple leaf on, on the flag, you know. And that was the best ice cream I've ever had. Really wasn't expecting an F1-related answer yeah. there, but there we go. <laughs> I couldn't do an F1-related <laughs> answer to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, on an unrelated topic, did you know you can get cheese-flavoured ice cream? I really like cheese. It's delicious. It is. I think that we've said everything that we need to say this week, given that we've gotten to cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have uh, Have you got anything more to add? Either What's your you? favourite cheese, Joe? Oh, oh, it's, it's situational. <laughs> I've lost it? control I mean... of the podcast. Unlike Michael Massey in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> it, it depends. Like you want different cheeses for different things. I mean, like you know, halloumi can be great, but you wouldn't want it yeah. on a pizza. Mozzarella would on you? a pizza. Come on, like a bit of parmesan. Yeah, exactly. So. But it's very, it's very situational. Yeah. I love the good parmesan. Love parmesan. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you put halloumi on a pizza, it's like it's like running inters on a on a on a full yeah. wet track. It's just it's not, it's not right, no, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. It never work. You know, I mean, you've gambled. You've gambled. You thought, oh, that might be nice, but th- but then at the first corner, you just aquaplane straight off. It's ridiculous. Head straight to the scene of the accident. Ambition well ahead of adhesion. We need to do a podcast <laughs> full of Martin Brundleisms. Swaps a end. day late and a dollar short. Oh, that's that's a good one there. <laughs> right, I think it's time to say thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and, and thank you, Jimmy and Joe, for your insight. I hope that you are doing well, that you're safe, that you're healthy, and um, that you enjoyed this little insight a little bit more of a nibble on what is coming in this big meal of the 2022 formula one season for more content head over to ajonthelinecom and you can follow me on instagram is adamjw44 and whether you're listening on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere else 
do leave a comment a like some love however that particular app works and tell us what you're most looking forward to in this season this has been adam or aj or whatever you want to call me really i don't mind um on aj on the line podcast thank you jimmy and joe again thank you for listening see you soon